Bible, if you'd like to turn to Luke chapter 22. <clears throat> I've realised I've got into the habit of doing long introductions and then read the scripture almost at the end of the message, but I'm going to do that again today. But that gives you the whole sort of next 10-15 minutes to find Luke chapter 22, um, or even find a Bible if necessary. Um, but while you're doing that, I, I want to ask a question because today's uh, message and we're talking about communion again and we're going to be talking about thankfulness uh, in connection to communion so so without uh, uh, while you're looking up Luke 22 maybe I can just ask um, what are you thankful for let's just you you're allowed now to participate what are you thankful for Luke 22 yes uh, verse 17. <laughs> Is that what you're thankful for, Emmanuel? Okay. Everyone's so diligent in finding their Bible verse. I'm thankful for the fact that my home is warm and I have hot food. Yep. Yeah. Okay, great. Yes. Some basic necessities. Cherry seconds that, particularly the warm home. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I'm thankful to God that uh, today is the birthday of this beautiful man I met 20 years ago. And um, it's, it's great. Yes. Yeah, we're grateful for you, Comfort. And your bright outfits as well. We love them. I'm grateful for my church family. Great, yeah. And we're grateful for you? Yes. Being part of it, yeah. Who knew? <laughs> I'm thankful that God saved me. Yeah. 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 I'm thankful for the NHS. Thankful for the NHS. Yeah. Yeah. I'll do one more. Any more? Any more? I'm thankful for my husband, my children, and my beautiful grandchildren that I thought I would never ever have. Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. Emmanuel, did you have one? No, okay. Oh. On the same line, can you think of anything that you have been thanked for? You know, sometimes, from time to time, some people get almost like, it's like too much, you know, they kind of start gushing on you and you think, okay, all I did was this and, and you're, you know, you've gone over the top. But has that ever happened to you? Anyone got any stories like that? Well, Shell, I gave Shell a lift home and the whole time she said, thank you very much, for doing this. it's very kind of you, thank you very much. Yeah. And I think sometimes we don't, we do things, uh, we don't realise that actually you're blessing somebody and they are grateful for what you do. And in Shell's life, I think sometimes, you know, the little kindness means an awful lot to us. Okay, that's great, thank you, yeah, good one. I think also the people who come to the food bank, mm-hmm. some of them get very, very emotional and thank us as individuals. But we say, no, you don't need to thank us because we're only doing the work of yeah. the good Lord. And these are donations made by people in the community to help for this fortune. Yeah, it's great giving away other people's stuff at Food Bank. If you don't do a voluntary, you know, it's, yeah, you get thanked for stuff that you haven't donated. It's brilliant. <laughs> yeah. Uh, some, some years back, uh, my dad called me within 10 minutes, called me three times to thank me for 
doing something for a cousin. He, he called me the first time to thank, to say thank you for uh, helping your cousin. He called me the second time to say thank you for showing your cousin what to do. And he called me the third time, thank you for... And I was just, my wife was like, who is that? I said, I don't know what's happening to this old man that is thanking me three times for doing this. I, I didn't know that was going to be our last conversation. Because it passed on the next day. Wow. So uh, I, I would never forget that. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. I get diagnosed by patients, um, and often it will be they will say to me, "Your kindness and your gentleness has meant a lot to me." And I think what an amazing thing that I can go to work and have my like tanks of love filled up by God through people that I get to interact with. Mm. And I think I'm just doing just what I expect what you do. other yeah. people to yeah. do. Yes, yeah. that's great. Well, um, so I think giving thanks is almost a cultural expectation. If, if you're not um, familiar with um, middle-class British sort of white society, I mean, giving, give, minding your P's and Q's, as I was brought up to, that is... That is the norm here, you know, and if you don't say thanks in certain sort of our society, and maybe I'm sure it's others as well, that's kind of seen as a no-no. And, um, you know, our, our parents drill it into us. Make sure you say thank you. I, I said this, didn't I, just to you, um, did I, when you went out for dinner yesterday, I said to Abby, she was taken out for dinner by friends, and I said, did you say thank you? And I'm thinking, oh, have I brought my children up well? Because then as parents, we start to think, Oh dear, it looks bad on me if my children don't say thank you because actually it's nothing to do with whether the children say thank you. It's whether I look good and I'm grateful that... Anyway, blah, blah, blah. Um, uh, it's, it's good to be... Let's be honest, it's good to be thanked. We enjoy... It's, it makes us um, feel good. You know, it, 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 it helps us. Um, and, and here's my confession time. I'm doing it again. Okay, um, if you've ever been in a car with me... And I have given way to a car coming towards me, even though it's my right of way. Can uh, let me finish, because you don't know how bad this gets. Then somebody drives past with a face like Jack D on a quiz show or something, kind of like this. And I will go, thank you, because they have not thanked me. Nobody else does that, right? Welcome. Yeah, okay. Okay, I'm glad it's not just me. Do you know what? I, I prepared this early, obviously early in the week. I knew I was going to say this. I was riding to today on my bike and somebody didn't indicate and then turned left. It's really annoying, isn't it, when you do that? And, and I was just like, thank you, you know, nearly crashing my bike at the same time. And yet, it's almost instinctive. And, and I have to, my children will, will know this, but, you know... Mum's, oh, mum's worse, apparently. Um, but um, it's, I, need, I need to work on... It's a, it's a discipline I need to work on. But I think part of it, though, is it's almost like an injustice. If you do not say thank you, there's just something wrong here because I have actually done something for you that I didn't need to do. Anyway, why am I talking about all of this in connection with communion? Well, if you um, come... Uh, across different church traditions, you will know that different church traditions call communion different things. We tend to call it nearly always communion. We call this communion, right? Sometimes, very occasionally, we call it the Lord's Supper, which you may have come across. 
in some church context. And then if you uh, come from a Catholic background or maybe a high church background, or maybe even not, but from other church traditions, they call it the Eucharist. Anyone come across that? Yeah. Why? Why do they call it the Eucharist? Why do they call it? It sounds very churchy, doesn't it? We, we used sacrament a, a while back and we said that's a very churchy word. Eucharist sounds very churchy as well. Eucharist comes from a Greek word meaning thanksgiving. Oh. Eucharist equals thanksgiving. And it comes from the idea that, as it says in the scriptures, that the Lord Jesus on the night he was betrayed took bread and when he had given thanks, thanks he broke it and he said, this is my body which is for you, do this in remembrance of me. So here was Jesus at the, at the Passover, he was breaking bread, sharing the Passover meal and he was giving thanks, he was giving thanks no doubt for the food itself, the, the actual food, he was giving thanks for all the, the, the meaning and the the, the remembering and the, the significance of what was happening in that food. You know, we talked about that in our uh, look as we looked at the remembering. Um, and he was giving thanks. And, and there was an old tradition uh, in the Old Testament of, of giving thanks. Um, many centuries before Jesus' time, uh, Moses gave instructions on what was called the, the, the sacrifice of thanksgiving. So there was a, an offering that people would give, and it was like a voluntary offering and they would give thanks, and it involved, strangely, uh, a meal shared using unleavened bread, a bit like a Passover, it was shared, it was an offering in which the people who worshipped shared the meal with the priest as they offered it to, to the Lord. Um, and it would be often given in, a, in response to a situation, so that's you know, some of the things that we've given thanks for. So, so let's say someone had been uh, rescued from from a near-death experience. They would give thanks to the Lord with this offering. They would, they would have this meal offering with the priest and, and have this offering before God. Or maybe someone had been healed from a, or cured from a sickness um, or some dangerous situation where some enemy had come to attack them and they were saved. They would take those moments of and, and give thanks to God and, 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 and share this, this offering of, of um, worship. <coughs> Um, and so it was a communal thing. It was a shared thing. It didn't happen just between me and God. It was a, it was a very corporate thing. Um, and, and actually, this Thanksgiving sacrifice, this idea of a sacrifice of thanks, carries on into the New Testament era, this, the, the, the New Testament scriptures. And if you read the New Testament, you'll find that, that giving thanks is a common theme. Actually, Paul, a lot of the times in his letters say, give thanks. Give thanks, give thanks. And some would say that the, you know, the sacrificial system of the Old Testament, that kind of died out after Jesus and after the temple was destroyed. But some would say the one part of that sacrificial system that remains is the idea to give a sacrifice of thanks, a sacrifice of praise. In Hebrews it says, Through Jesus, therefore, let us continually offer to God a sacrifice of praise, the fruit of lips that openly profess his name. A different translation says, Therefore, by him, let us continually offer the sacrifice of praise to God, that is, the fruit of our lips, giving thanks to his name. So there's a long tradition, there's a long history of giving thanks in the scriptures to God for, for the things that we have and also the things that we are delivered from and the, and the, and the, the salvation that we find. And so in our modern world, 
our modern secular world that we live in. Actually, there's a, there's a part continuation of this idea of thanksgiving and there's a part disconnect or discontinuation. So here's what modern, the modern secular world, the world we live in, by the way, <laughs> says about uh, being grateful. Um, there's apparently studies that show to be grateful, to have an attitude of gratefulness is good for you. No doubt some of you have been told this. <laughs> um, and so apparently studies show, and I'm not a scientist, so I'm just telling you apparently what scientists say, that if you have a, a, an attitude of, of gratefulness, that it will reduce anxiety and depression, um, improve physical health, increase uh, life satisfaction, decrease materialism, improve your sleep, reduce fatigue, increase your self-esteem and strengthen your relationships. Now, I don't know quite how they test this kind of stuff. So we're kind of like, let's sort of test, I don't know, let's test Reg on a, let him be grumpy one day and see if he sleeps well. And then we'll say, okay, Reg, now be thankful and let's see if he sleeps better. I don't know how they do this. I'm sure there's some science behind it, but anyway... We'll, we'll, trust, we'll trust that there's some truth in this science. The idea is that being grateful is good for you. Um, who knew? It's an idea that's been around for a while. Um, so I think that's where the modern secular world continues that idea of thankfulness. But actually, here's where I think there's a disconnect in where the modern world is with this. In that having this grateful attitude... Um, being grateful is different to giving thanks. And what I mean by that is that gratitude on its own is simply just a way of looking at the world and sort of saying, okay, I'm, I'm thankful that I've got this, or I've got, some people said, a, what do you say, a roof and, and, and warmth. I'm grateful for that. And there's nothing wrong with it. In fact, that's a good thing to have that. that as I said, you might sleep better for having that attitude. Um, who knew? But actually, that's not the same as giving thanks because that's just, there's, it's almost like it's incomplete. Being grateful is incomplete in that giving thanks actually then directs that gratitude towards someone or something yeah. or to, to God. Yes. Um, so, in fact, gratitude without giving thanks is almost, it's just, it's, there's something missing. It's, it's, yeah. So in our worship, we give thanks we humble ourselves before God and we acknowledge that everything that we have, everything that we experience is a gift from him. Everything. Everything from the clothes we're wearing to the chairs we're sitting on to the tables that we, we can do our schoolwork around uh, to the food we eat to, to the people that we love all around us. They're all a gift from God and that Thanksgiving acknowledges that. Gratitude is kind of like static. It's, it's, it's okay. There's nothing wrong with it. Don't, don't get me wrong. Don't develop that. But giving thanksgiving has a direction to that gratitude. So our sacrifice of thanksgiving is acknowledging that all things come from God. Everything we have, everything we experience is a gift from him. And if we have faith in the way of Jesus, that's a way of a pattern of life. It's our sacrificial worship. Now, you see, Jesus practiced this. You remember there was 5,000 people in front of him. And there was a lad who had... Five loaves and two fish. You remember the story? Yes, sir. So Jesus gets these things from the boy. And what does he do? Hocus pocus. Da, 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 da. And then start waving a magic wand over them. And, and then they pop into like millions of pieces of fish and bread. No. He takes them and he gives thanks. I wonder, if I was Jesus at that moment thinking, I'm giving thanks. But now what's going to happen? This is now... 
But actually in giving thanks, it's kind of acknowledging that this, this comes from you. And I'm going to trust that this can provide. This can, this can sort the situation out. This is all we need. So anyway, let's get back. Do you remember you, you opened your Bibles at Luke chapter 22 about five hours ago? We're going to finish by reading this. Uh, from verse 17, Emmanuel asked me. After taking the cup, he gave thanks and said, this, Take this and divide it among you. For I tell you, I will not drink again from the fruit of the vine until the kingdom comes. And he took the bread, gave thanks and broke it, and gave it to them saying, This is my body given for you. Do this in remembrance of me. In the same way, after the supper, he took the cup, saying, This is the cup of the new covenant in my blood, which is poured out for you. But the hand of him who is going to betray me is with mine on the table. The Son of Man will go as it has been decreed, but woe to the man who betrays him. Then they began to ask the question among themselves, which of them might be who would do this? So here we are, we've got Jesus giving thanks. What's he giving thanks for? This is why we call it Eucharist. I guess, on, as like I've said, on one level, he's just giving thanks for this food. This food, this thing that we're going to put in our mouths and eat and nourish our stomachs with is real physical food and it comes from God. Give thanks to God for that. On another level, he's probably giving thanks for the significance of this food in terms of the Passover meal and how it speaks of the deliverance of God and the salvation of God and the restoration of God um, in the context of the Passover meal. And then on another level, I think he's giving thanks for himself and for what he's about to do and what God has given him to do. Sacrificing himself for the sin of the world. So as we come to take this Eucharistic meal, this Thanksgiving meal, let us follow Jesus and give thanks. We're giving thanks for the bread, the real bread. And the body of Christ. We're giving thanks for the the real wine. The blood of Christ. And as we give thanks. We give thanks for Jesus himself. We give thanks for the communion. And the, the relationship we have with him and his body. We give thanks for our place at the table. That we, we, we get to, to partake in this meal. We give thanks uh, for the forgiveness that we receive in Christ. We give thanks for the new life that we have in him. We give thanks for the hope that we have in his resurrection. We give thanks for his love. And we give thanks for his salvation over sin and death. This is our sacrifice of thanksgiving. And often we come to the Eucharist. I'm going to call it that now, just for for today at least. Very quietly and timidly and kind of, oh, I don't want to disturb anybody's little time with God. And yes, we should come with reverence and yes, we should come with humility, humility but let's come with thanksgiving and joy as we come. Um, a thanks for Jesus' life given, for sins forgiven, for death defeated. So let's eat today this sacrifice of thanksgiving and this, this meal of remembrance.